Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and thank you for returning for the second Lunch Pail Guys episode of the week. We've got some more NBA talk, also some NFL stuff that we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to start out with the NBA, and particularly we're going to do our, our people's court, uh, where we put a topic on trial, and the, the case in question this week is Ja or Nah. We have the Grizzlies went 21-6 and six this year without Ja, including a 40-point blowout of the Warriors in Game 5. Though, of course, they did then lose to the Warriors without Ja in Game 6. So the question we have today is, are the Grizzlies better without Ja? We've got for the affirmative, so saying that yes, the Grizzlies are better without Ja. We got Bart and Lucas, the brave souls on that side. And then for the negative, we've got Jared and Wyatt. Uh, and I, Aiden J. Lewis, will be presiding over this case. Uh, we're going to start out with some opening statements to start with the affirmative. Uh, please take it away. Can I, you're, hold you're, on. Can I, can I ask for a change of judge first? Because the judge is clearly biased already. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> mistrial. We lost mistrial. before we started. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm you have the actual lawyer on your team. <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah, come on now. True. Well, Your Honor, despite that, you know, initial run into it. Uh, may it please the court. My name is Lucas Mason Moyer. I am representing the clearly correct position that the Memphis Grizzlies are indeed better without John Morant, a player who we all recognize as excellent and exciting, one of the best young talents in the NBA, but whose presence does not actually help the Grizzlies win. Since this is a case of first impression, as no court has ever addressed this issue before, it is up to you, Judge Lewis, to make a call and set precedent here. And I look forward to hearing both sides of the argument um, and you coming to your very well-reasoned conclusion. But my Objection. time is limited now. Buttering up the judge. This is not facts. You look great today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also I want to give a shout out to uh, Judge Lewis here, who is playing his flu game this week on the podcast, and that he is—he oh is he is currently down with COVID and still decided to, you know, enter chambers today and so try this case. So brave. So, but anyway, my time is limited. I've already wasted enough of it due to distractions from my opposing yeah, counsel. Supposed to be a minute. Um, so, so because I just have that brief amount of time. I'm going to just set you up with the clearest and most obvious stat, which proved that the Grizzlies are better without John Morant. And it's the team's record without him. Judge Lewis referred to this in the open, but without Ja, during the regular season this year, they were 20-5, and five, which means they won 80% of their games. With Ja, this regular season, they were 36-21, and 21, which means they won 63% of their games with Ja. I'm no math whiz. But I think that evidence is pretty damning. Um, a 17 percentage point difference is astounding and represents a dramatic difference in how the team plays with him and without him. And based on that, they play better without him. We can even look at their most recent series with the Warriors. They were 1-3 without Ja. They were 1-1 one one with him. And it alluded to that big victory. Again, no math expert, but winning to only 25% of your playoff games with a player versus 50%, it's a pretty big difference as well. So again, I'll conclude by saying this. Jaws an excellent young player, produces a great highlight reel, but in reality, the Memphis Grizzlies are not better without him. Thank you, sir. Um, the negative, would you like to uh, open? 
Yes, yeah, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> may I ask honor, a question <laughs> to the pro- prosecution? No. It's, Come on. <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> Come on. Lo- let the, okay, fine. Let the record... No, call him to the stand. Call him to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I call the prosecution. Lucas. Lucas, I, I have a question for you, though. You d- we talked about it on our episode earlier this week. What is the reason <clears throat> that the Philadelphia 76ers did not make the finals in the 2018-19 season? You'll have to refresh my mind on the record because I don't remember what I okay, said. Okay, Kawhi Leonard <laughs> is the reason. Kawhi Leonard's game seven shot is the reason that the Sixers did not play, right? It was Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's an that... oversimplification. <laughs> yes. Kawhi in Leonard's essence, shot that was... <laughs> is the reason they made it. Is the reason they made it to the finals and eventually won the finals. Were the Raptors better without Kawhi Leonard? Lucas or Bart, you can answer. But Kawhi is Kawhi, Jaws Jaws. This seems like a straw man argument to me. Okay, well. Thank you. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> if you want to say that, if you want to use record as regular season record and, and postseason record as a reason that a player, that a team is better without that player, then the Toronto Raptors also were better without Kawhi Leonard, and they actually probably didn't need him in the playoffs. They had a 17-5 and record without him in the 2018-19 season. Clearly did not need him. And, you know, if, if they didn't have him there, they would have won the title anyway, clearly. Lucas, also earlier this in this week in our first episode, top three guy that you'd want to have on your team, Jimmy Butler. Wait a minute. The Miami Heat are 15-10 and 10 without Jimmy Butler this season. Clearly they do not need him either and that they are a better team without Jimmy Butler. The record, as you said, the logic you used, they are better without him. So... I guess that makes sense then that a using the regular season record with teams that eventually went on to win the championship or are playing further in the championship than most other teams like the Grizz, like the Grizzlies right now um, is a completely sound argument. I'm saying this in jest, obviously. It's, it's a dumb argument to use that because their season record was better without them that they are not. Like the, I, the reason we're having this argument is because these stats don't make is because the stats don't align with what we see in real life. That Jaws is a really good player. I rest my case. Oh Thank man, uh, <laughs> may I? <laughs> uh, before it, I will just introduce the next section, which is the open rebuttal slash discussion. You know that part of court where everyone just <laughs> yells at each other yells and there's no rules. <laughs> just, yeah, let it commence. <laughs> Bart, go. I feel like I feel like I'm being gaslit here, Jerry. <laughs> no, literally, you said that they're better without Jimmy Butler because they went 15 and 10, but you didn't talk about what they were with him, which was 38 and 19. So they're worse without him. Your whole point is literally wrong. Anyways, I had a whole lot of other stuff I wanted to talk about, um, which is not related to team record, because you seem like that's the that's the biggest case that you're making here is that that that's a flawed argument. So let's talk about some other Grizzlies stats. Why don't we? You're seeing, you're making it seem like maybe they should score more without Ja then, or with him if he's better. Nope, they shoot worse with without him. They shoot from three better without him. Maybe they're, you know, maybe he's a good facilitator for them since he's a point guard, right? Nope, they have more assists without him. They have fewer turnovers without him. Wait, but maybe he's good on defense. Nope, a better offensive rating without him and a better defensive rating without him. And maybe you don't want to look at the game breakdowns where he wasn't there. Even when he does play, they outscore opponents by more when he's not on the court. There are so many things about Jaws' play style that clearly are actually detrimental to the Grizzlies. When they take him off the court and they can replace him with someone like Tyus Jones, they don't have like a one-trick pony point guard who does nothing but drive the lane and shoots terribly from beyond 15 feet. 
and they can actually open up the offense and facilitate more. There are, there are just a lot of things that Ja actually restricts them on, namely their defense, but there are others as well. So I think it's silly to say, oh, it's just the team record. Let's look at some other examples of players who also had good team records without him. Kawhi and Jimmy probably don't have those same stats supporting the Heat and the Raptors when you take them off the court. I think Ja's a special case here. That's all I have to say. Bart, you can't see me, but I stood up also. I'm also standing now. You're not the only person who can stand and talk during a podcast. So I'm going to let you know I'm I'm also two feet on the ground here. The Memphis Grizzlies were 36 and 21 with John Morant, just to rebuttal your opening statement. I was talking about Jimmy, not Ja. Yeah, excuse me. John Morant is 36 and 21. And you're saying that we didn't talk about what they were with Jimmy Butler. The Grizzlies were still good with John Morant. They were not losing games because of John Morant. Aiden, your honor, I'd like to ask you this. (laughs) Whenever you you go to, when you go to a restaurant, I'm throwing you out of the court. You called me (laughs) by my (laughs) given name. Uh, Judge Lewis, I'd like to ask you a question. When you go to a restaurant and you have the option between a regular big cheeseburger and the vegetarian Beyond Patty cheeseburger, which one do you select? I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, so <laughs> right. But but you so you would former. pick the you would pick the regular cheeseburger. The, you like can I'm still have a burger with a vegetarian patty. It still is a burger, but the regular cheeseburger is by far the better option. John Morant is the cheeseburger. In fact, he is a bacon cheeseburger. To the, to the vegetarian cheeseburger without John Morant. You can have a lot of things without a superstar. You can still have a burger with it being a vegetarian patty. You can still have the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant, but it's not going to be as good. You're not going to have that hearty meal, that satisfaction with the veggie burger. I rest my case. I'm just going to bring something up. I've not I set heard up it. for that. <laughs> yeah, first I have, I have a question for my opposing counsel. Why you said you now have two feet on the floor? Do you not typically have two feet on the floor when you were sitting? When I, I sit want... down, I like to swing my legs. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I appreciate that. Second, Jared, I, I raise my done... chair all the way up. As high as I can go. <laughs> and just spin in a circle, <laughs> and I just swing my legs. Okay, I would also like to raise a question to Jared since he delivered the opening statement. Um, Jared, give me a single reason why the Memphis Grizzlies are better with Ja. I've heard you combat our arguments saying why they are, why, why you think that our arguments are flawed, but can you tell me one reason why the Memphis Grizzlies are better with Ja Morant on the floor? What's the reason that the Grizzlies won game two in this last series? Ja Morant putting up 40 plus points. Jeez, it's so funny good. that the narrative. It's so funny that the narrative can go. That the only reason that the the Grizzlies won it was because of, or the reason the Grizzlies won was because of Jaw in Game Two. To oh look, they're actually better without him. I rest my case. I would like to state that there are plenty of games that have been won by teams from a player who is not really helping the team. Like you know, people take over games at weird times. Why well, wasn't this just Jaw's one game where he took over in Game Two? Because he also did it in the series previously when he had a buzzer beater against Bart's Wolves. So yeah, clearly, you know, it was not random. The series against the Wolves showed me it showed me that he turns over the ball a ton. He's <laughs> <is> actually <laughs> not a good point guard. I mean, yes, Jared, but our point is that on the whole, 
he might win them games, but he win- he loses them more. That's what the stats seem to show, anyway. <clears throat> the stats are wrong. The stats also show that Jokic is a better player than than Luca, and who's playing right now, Bart? Yeah, in the regular season, he was. Josh still playing right now, Derek? Can you refresh my memory? Can I turn on my TV? Is Embiid still playing right now? I mean, if you want to just show oh, I mean, relevance, you know, it, it, you know. How do you get to this? You're saying. <laughs> Does anyone here drink Diet Coke over, over regular Coke? I think my mom might. No, but do you? On this podcast? Does anyone on this podcast? <laughs> No, because the Coke with the sugar in it is better. Drama and the sugar. Here's another one, Lucas. Do you guys think that the Heat were better without LeBron in the 2012-2013 season when they won the title? Because they were. They uh, were better. They were better without him, so they didn't need him there either. Can you give me the better facts on what you're basing that? Yeah. Yeah, five one record. Five one record without LeBron James, the Miami Heat did that year. Did they outscore teams by more when he was off the floor? Just because. I doubt it. Just because. Your team is good doesn't mean they are better without you. Okay, but when they are like numerically better without you, then they are better <laughs> without you. Okay, so they were the Heat were better. Th- you're saying the Heat were better without LeBron James that year, then? I mean, I'm okay, saying that yeah, by that one metric. But we listed like seven. <laughs> Can we declare insanity with the uh, <laughs> the uh, prosecution? <laughs> I have in front of me a criminal law textbook with the definition of insanity. I can read it. We don't have to do that. I will buy that same textbook on Audible right now. Let's see how long it takes Lucas to find this. I, I have 16 credits on Audible, and I guarantee I could get that textbook. Yeah. Anyways, I think time for uh, closing statements. Affirmative. you have anything uh, more to say? Besides the definition of an I can tell which you I, of course, know as, you know, season long. The 2012 Heat... The 2012 heat uh, had a 9.1, I think, net rating with LeBron and 3.5 without. So th- I rest my case. <laughs> I trust my co-counsel. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with job. <laughs> yes, no, it does. Reason historical I, precedent there, Lucas. Neither, neither of us are disagreeing that he's a good player. I mean, he's going to be all NBA this season for a reason, but he's also really flawed in a lot of ways, and it the shows when he's, when he's off the court. So that's what I'm actually trying to say. Okay, negative closing statements. Diet the Coke Seattle Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger or vegetarian burger? <laughs> the Seattle Mariners had Ken Griffey Jr., Randy Johnson, and Alex, Alex Rodriguez, shipped them away, and then won 71% of their games in the regular season. Were they a better team? Statistically, maybe. Do you think they would rather have had two first ballot Hall of Famers? Probably. Thank you. We don't know that. Lucas, <laughs> let me ask you this no. then. Would you rather have ice cream out of a baseball helmet <laughs> or, ice cream, or ice cream out of a regular plastic cup? A baseball helmet? Do? We all know. Mm-hmm. We can consult the record of <laughs> when we did the best stadium snacks. Would you rather have soda at a stadium from uh, a take-home... <laughs> <laughs> plastic, yes. plastic cup Food or just a regular better. paper cup your I'm honor you're giving him a platform <laughs> Shut it down. That, that I do not deserve but are you, you standing on a soapbox what <laughs> yes. no, his feet are, are no longer on the floor yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm back in my chair 
Yes, but Jared, there are two there are two common definitions for insanity. The first um, is the common law approach called the McNaughton rule, which says that We're as a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I, a result, I know what it is, but tell me what it is just to make sure you know. What it is. Yeah. As a result of mental defect, disease, or defect, the defendant did not know the nature and quality of the act he was performing. Or did not know that what he was doing was wrong. There's also the model penal code approach, which says a person is not mm-hmm. responsible for criminal conduct at the time of such conduct as a result of mental disease or defect if he lacks substantial capacity to either appreciate the criminality of his conduct or to conform his conduct to the requirements of law. Yeah, you guys do not appreciate the criminality of this argument you're trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Okay. I think Look, okay. No, my my last thing is the reason <laughs> the reason we're having this argument is because the stats don't don't help Jaw, but by the eye test, they are clearly better without Jaw Morant. He's got that dog in him. And so we're back to the never-ending debate of eye test versus uh versus stats. Listen to all our other episodes if you want the history of this debate too. They're all there. Anyway, okay. The ruling is in. Dun, 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 dun. I can't make the NFL draft. Of that. <laughs> that was I a good attempt. They do that in court, um, of course. Um, anyway, thank you both for presenting your cases. That was a lot of um, order. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that. that well, I'm 100 with would've you. Been. I thought that was the direction we were going to with the law and order, but. <laughs> Um, I, I really appreciate bo- both of your uh, time and homework, especially. Um, I haven't seen the cheeseburger theory, a theory presented, <laughs> presented to me in a while, so it's good to, to to see that one again. I think it was first presented in what eighteen forty six was that? Yeah, Missouri versus mm-hmm. yes. um, <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Missouri versus burger. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I I rule with the affirmative. <laughs> I, as a man of law, and as a man of numbers, I, I can't refute what is presented to me, uh, what has been presented to me um, by the affirmative side. They provided stats. I didn't hear substantial refutation of those stats. The eye test, I would like to strike down as a just <laughs> possible thing. Um, so I, I'm going with, yes, Lucas and Bart win this case. Thanks, King. Go in shame, Jared and Wyatt. Yeah. Wire uh, to your to your bank account is is tricky. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we would. That was we the just third withdrew, installment, right? We just withdrew yeah, yeah. Uh, funds. Sorry. <laughs> that check bounced, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been on the unwinnable yeah. side of the people's court every time we've done it. I'm just gonna say it. I know. I unwinnable. Know. How is that possibly an unwinnable argument? I thought y'all were gonna win coming in. What's this. your what's your stats for the win? For the winning side? Or I mean um, uh, for the they're they're not better without them. I don't know. If you if you look at the like deeper stats of um like when you start replacing him with other players, uh they're actually not like it depends on the rotations that are played basically they do a lot better without him on the floor because they play a lot of the bench guys and anyway there's some there's some stuff i read that he's not actually that bad depending on the rotations that you heard it here first all nba (laughs) likely first team (laughs) or second team john moran is not that bad 
Okay, we've had plenty little, of little NBA talk back today. there to uh, yeah. our food rankings episode too. I had to mm-hmm. pull it out. A Top five classic. all-time episode. And, oh yeah, you know. that's one of the best. When we rank all the episodes, that one's gonna be in my top. Exactly. Five. Yeah. <laughs> that one's Real probably ones my number one right now. Still. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, we got some good content out of the pandemic. For all the listeners who are thinking. I know our listeners are eagerly awaiting the next pandemic to see what other creative content. Yeah, I we've cannot got. talk about. Um, I cannot talk about Marvel racing again. <laughs> yeah. I had so much more to say. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna close out our second episode of the week with some NFL talk. NFL schedules were released this week, so we know the the full slate for the coming year. Um, if you can buy one ticket this year, what game are you headed to? We're each gonna answer that question, Wyatt. You're starting. The Thanksgiving Giants versus Cowboys game. Not very Cowboys play on Thanksgiving all the time. Every every year I get to watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Now I get to watch them play against my favorite team, the New York Giants. And although I won't literally be buying a ticket for them, most of the time when I watch the Giants lose, it's on 10 a.m. on a random Sunday. <laughs> and at least it'll be in the middle of the afternoon. I will be very full. And I will have watched the Giants lose a game, but at least on national television. Funny enough, they don't count this as a primetime game. The Giants still technically only play one primetime game this year. I don't even remember who that's against. Uh, So, you know, I only have so many moments right now with the Giants. I'm going to take what I can. I like it. I like it. What is the reasoning for that not being a primetime game? It's because it's not like the standalone game on a Thursday or something like that, but it's on a holiday. They have games on Christmas this year that I think that are also not considered primetime. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will here. literally, though, mm-hmm. be buying a ticket to a Giants game this year. Really? Oh, really? November, are you going to yeah. travel to New York? Yeah, we're going okay. We're going to MetLife, and hey. we're going to watch them play the Houston Texans. One of my buddies is a Texans fan out there. So, oh, oh, let's go. <clears throat> it'll be yeah, a, that's, a, that's a winnable game you got there. Winnable for both sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't know who's going to come Davis out of Mills. So. I'm, you know, it's, I think it's week 10. So they could both be 0 and 10 at that point, and the tickets would be like 30 bucks. So oh, Dude, nice. it's like the, the Jets are playing the Jaguars, their one primetime game of the year. The Jets is uh, a Thursday night, like week 16 game against the God, Jaguars. The Jaguars, oh, they will the Jaguars both, yeah. stranglehold over <laughs> Thursday night football. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's like we got to put them somewhere. They, and it's not going to be Sunday. It's Thursday not going to be Monday. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone is, but they're on a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jared, who you got? Um, I have to pick a game that I have really no affiliation to, but I think will probably be one of the most exciting wins of the year, Chiefs-Bucks. Week four, I think, will be pretty high scoring, probably competitive, hopefully. And I think like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are like two of the most fun quarterbacks to watch operate in the league right now. Of course, um, I could have picked Russell Wilson's week one return to Seattle, but that, that game's probably not going to be competitive. It shouldn't be, at least. The other consideration was Mike McCarthy's revenge tour when the Cowboys visit Lambeau in Week Ten, but I'm not as interested. I'm 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 off the Cowboys high horse this year. Um, I think they peaked last year. So you think Mike McCarthy even remembers coaching in Green Bay? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd say Chiefs Bucks Week Four for sure. I think that'll be a fun game early in the season too. So hopefully, yeah, like yeah. injuries don't affect it or anything like that too. Yeah. I know who thought, who would have thought we'd get another Mahomes. Tom Brady game, but 
Anyway, Bart? Yeah, I want to give an honorable mention to Vikes-Packers week one. Mm-hmm. New Vikes coaching regime. It's at home. Should be a good game. But what I'm actually going with is Bills-Chiefs week mm-hmm. six. I think everybody probably understands why they had that all-time game in the divisional round this, this past offseason – or, sorry, postseason um, where, like, there were four lead changes in the last two minutes. They went to OT. Josh Allen didn't even get the ball. The Chiefs end up winning. The rest is history. Um, I thought – I looked this up. I thought that this was going to be the most combined touchdowns by two quarterbacks in a game without an interception because it was seven. But, no, it was tied for that in the playoffs, but not ever. Um, but, anyway, yeah, so it's like two quarterbacks who played out of their minds. They should both still be really good teams this season. I think I looked it up, and the Bills and the Chiefs are, like, first and tied for second in Las Vegas win odds right now. So should be, once again, a great game. It's probably not going to be as intense as the playoff game, but who knows. So I'm really excited for that one. That playoff game, I think I've said it before on this podcast, like, I think it's the most fun I've ever had watching a football game. Like, I just, like, had a smile on my face, like, watching it in a way that was, like, uncontrollable. So if it even comes close to that, I'll be excited. Right. No, totally agree. Okay, Lucas? Um, I'm going Eagles-Commanders Week 10 um, when they play in Philly. Um, There are two great returns to the Eagles this year. Doug Peterson um, is coming back. The coach that led him to the Super Bowl five years ago. Um, at this point, we'll return October 2nd um, when he coaches the Jags and what will likely be a warm welcome. And the other grand return is Carson Wentz, who uh, will be playing his first game in Philadelphia uh, since he left. Um, and when the commanders come to visit the Eagles in Week 10, and I think it's going to be a fun time, and I think he'll get a much less warm welcome uh, than Doug Peterson probably will. Um, they play earlier in the year, the Eagles and the commanders, um, but this will be the one in Philly. Um, and it's always a good divisional game, but I'm excited to see how the Philadelphia fans handle it um, and <laughs> how Wentz will handle it, because I feel like maybe he has something to prove, so maybe he'll come and ball out. I mean, not that I want that to happen, obviously, as an Eagles fan, but like I could see him getting super motivated. Um, maybe only throwing two him? interceptions instead of three or whatever. <laughs> like I don't know. On his best behavior. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we'll see. But I think it's gonna be a really fun game. I think it's one of the best storylines of the year that yeah. we'll see in a game. And I could hop on the subway and be there in 15 minutes if I wanted to. So maybe I'll go. We'll see. Just to hear those boos. Just go to stand outside yeah. and hear the boos. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can, I can just incredible. like stand outside. <laughs> you'll and, know like... when you'll know when the Eagles' defense is on the field because they'll exactly. Be yeah, Carson Wentz known to live up to the big moments. I, yes, I was about to say, I feel like he doesn't play well when he when he has something to prove, actually. But I, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I also do. I read I read who you had as Eagles Commanders, and I was like, why does he want to watch the Commanders play? I totally <laughs> forgot Carson Wentz was on the Commanders. Yeah, I'd also check that to make sure that uh, Eagles Jaguars was not a Thursday when I when you said October second. Not. Oh, is it? No, it's a Sunday. But I was okay. just double checking. I thought there was a chance. <laughs> the Jags have the monopoly on Thursday night football and on playing in London. And that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to close it out. I'm going with Rams chart Rams at Chargers week 17. So we have the the Rams traveling to SoFi, obviously, <laughs> to play the Chargers. Um, but it's on New Year's Day. Um, it's actually in primetime Sunday night football. Obviously, we all associate New Year's Day with college football. Um, with that said, things I learned literally yesterday, when New Year's falls on a Sunday, they play the New Year's Six games on Monday, which other people probably knew that already. Um, but like the Rose Bowl, all those others will happen on January 2nd, which feels very anticlimactic. But anyway, yeah, so Sunday is the NFL's. 
Um, there's not really a rivalry yet between the Rams and Chargers. They're too young for that. Uh, this is actually the first game they're playing against each other while sharing a stadium. So I feel like this could be the beginning. We got the Rams defending Super Bowl champs, trying to run it back. We got the Chargers, who barely missed the playoffs last year. Uh, they made some headline-grabbing moves this offseason with getting Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. Mm-hmm. They do have a brutal division, but I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped to watch the Chargers this year. Um, plus, we've got McVay versus Staley, so like ex-Ram staff member um, versus McVay. So I think this could be the beginning of something. And any football game on a holiday is like automatically better. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for this one. Yeah. Well, you can tune into all those games as the year goes on, but you still have a while uh, until then, so you're going to have to fill your time with something. And you might as well fill it by uh, keeping listening to our podcast. Uh, we got some great content out all the time. We have two normal episodes a week. Uh, we have Why It's Off-Season NFL Show, No Days Off. And we have F- our Formula One show, uh, Pit Stop. Jared and I just recorded an episode about that, talking a little bit about the Americanization of Formula One. So you can check that out, too. Um, and if you like what we do, listen on SoundCloud, listen on Spotify, listen on Apple Podcasts, and rate us five stars on all those. We'd really appreciate it. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.